But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, the rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide. It's the dismal tide. Worsely done. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, perfect start. Okay, everybody. This is the Dismal Tide. I'm Brendan. Next to me is Mike. Yes. That was it. You didn't. You had all day off, uh, and that was it. Thank no. you. All right. And uh, another Mike. Yeah. Yeah. It's internet. me. Uh, Mike Whalen, or NHL player Tori Krug, as I have come to know him. Uh, say hi. Hey guys, what's going on? So we're doing the Greg Turkington opening. Coming in a little early. Uh, no, that's fine. Tell everybody where they uh, where they can find you and everything too. Let's do oh that. my god! Um, if Twitter. It's worth it to you. Yeah, are we? Uh, yeah, it's the early plug thing we're doing now. The yeah, plug. We, we do the early plug now. You never know when I'm I just going to be catastrophically plug. drunk by the first forty five minutes that are done of the show. You know, by the time we get to the end, I'm just not going to remember. All right. Well, uh, Twitter, Mike Whalen. Is it 108, guys? I think it is. I think it's Mike Whalen 108. You, you would know more Mike than Whalen me. 108. Yeah, I think that's me. I don't know. I post stuff on there. Uh, let's plug the podcast I produce because uh, that's the only thing that pays me right now. Uh, you can listen to a bunch of people make bad gambling picks at the Gambling Degenerates. They, they actually win on occasion. I don't know. I link that sometimes. And uh, the Celtics people over at and you can edit this because i just forgot the name of the podcast (laughs) we'll make it sound like you have your shit together don't worry about it yeah oh the illegal screen yeah good one you shouldn't edit any of that just keeping me not knowing the stuff just follow my twitter i post it i just want them to come to you and be like listen we heard you on the dismal tide and we got to move on yeah we heard you your big moment really disappointed in in your life you immediately choked after editing the episode for like three hours or whatever. Forgot what you were doing. Yeah, the uh, um, Brendan and I for a, a while thought about having uh, doing a, a low stakes gambling podcast, and I and I think it would have been miserable in our hands, or especially in mine. It's miserable in everyone's hands because it's like the most crowded market possible, right? Yeah. I mean, who doesn't have one of these? Barstool has like 90 of them, and now everyone's going to get fired from there, which is kind of... Yeah, and then if you count like like daily fantasy podcasts as well, like fantasy basketball and football, there's just, there's just oh an endless stream. Yeah, it's, it's also... Just read an article. It, 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 there's just not that much interesting to say about what... Ha- like, everyone saw what happened and how it affects you personally isn't terribly interesting. It's like uh, I was I was... I I got to the bar the other day and and went into a story about uh like subway problems and then just went this is boring. And just like everyone's everyone's bad subway story is the same. And just like everyone's got the same experience. It's just like yeah, I tried to get on the train and something happened and then it didn't come. And it's like great, cool. So I'm going to knock out the bad subway story I have for the podcast from the time I visited last week. We'll cut that out of the pod. <laughs> well, we'll your, throw that out off the Well, bat. as a as a as a visitor, yours is a, a somewhat more unique. Well, uh well yeah, you, you mentioned interesting. Well, you also mentioned uh, having uh, that Manhattan was your least favorite place on earth. Yeah, all places. I I mean, I figure, I don't know. You guys are from there, I guess, from Brooklyn, right? Yeah. See, I thought you guys were South Jersey this whole time. Yes to both. Uh, yeah, well, both, yeah, you're both originally. There, but both both Brooklyn now. For no I reason. Mean, you... We're not doing anything we couldn't be doing in New Jersey. It's a massive waste of money. A thousand percent true. <laughs> I could be saving like an extra $600 a month. You can't tell me anyone likes Manhattan, though. Even I don't. outside mm-hmm. of Manhattan. I like drinking in Manhattan, but I don't like being in Manhattan. I hate drinking in Manhattan. <laughs> I've done that. I hate it. I loathe it. Oh my god! I, I, 
What did I've you get? never had a good time doing that. I, I never know where we go by the time we're going, honestly, because we'll, I don't know. I don't pick the bars. They don't let me pick the bars with my friends. Why would they? Presumably any. you have friends who are from around here. Yeah. I'm not letting you or pick the bar. True. Yeah. They don't let me pick the bars, though, locally either, really. They just don't <laughs> like anywhere I go. Just the, that group. My, I'm just bullied by these guys. I don't know. We went to some place with a roof deck. It's always somewhere with a roof deck. And I kept getting elbowed by, like, 22-year-old girls as I was trying to walk by them. It's very rude. Very bad stuff. Although I did meet a guy who said he was friends with Taco Fall. So that's cool. That's pretty good. He went to UCF, right? Yeah. South Florida, yeah. Central Florida, one of the two. Uh, Central Florida. But uh, I was I was pretty out of it at that point. I just told him to tell Taco Fall to get out of Boston once the contract ran up. <laughs> I immediately betrayed the Celtics. So I was in a bad mood. Because I got elbowed by get that this, Get this to Taco. He needs to know. Tell him Mike Whalen. Tell him Mike Whalen said the Boston police are bad. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't get mad to all our city, police right? listeners. He's got to be the tallest oh, person in Boston. Well, he's right? in the... Where's their... Uh, where, where's the, 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 uh, the G League affiliate? Oh, uh, the main Red Claws. Because uh, he's on a, a two-way contract, right? Yeah. Uh, they might have actually just brought him out of that and signed him a little longer, but I'm not sure. But yeah, he's in Portland, Maine. I'm pretty positive. Uh, I think the key to having fun in Manhattan is to just go to places that you know, which is impossible for you because you're you're not from yep. around here. But yeah, I whenever I go somewhere new at all, I'm miserable. We like, had yeah, we we had two friends uh, in town the other day. Uh, uh, Lewis, who was on the uh, the show uh, prior, and uh, and and Phil, and we went to this place, Flight One Fifty One. We're all staring at the menu. And just it just said like wings were twelve dollars, and we're just like, well, well, that's for like six. So I mean, this is Manhattan. Like, what could it possibly be? And then the waitress finally came around and uh, just like, how many wings is that for the twelve dollars? She's like, oh, twenty. And just like, oh yeah, we're, we've we've finally picked the right place. <laughs> we find something good finally happened. <laughs> They're finally affordable. Like, found the uh, the only affordable the only, football bar in Manhattan. Yeah. Like, but but these are few and far between. Anywhere with a roof deck is always extremely crowded. Yeah. Uh, no, and way too expensive. expensive. Oh. Open air is expensive. Yeah, no, I I try and go underground, and no one likes that in that group. I guess I'm just gonna come on and immediately complain about my friends on every podcast. I guess. <laughs> um, I guess uh, we went to a bar in Manhattan that just didn't have lights. Like the entire thing was in a basement, and it was absolutely pitch dark. It's some yeah, extremely specific craft beer bar. Uh, near NYU on on McDougal Street, and uh, Brendan pulled out his phone flashlight to look at the menu and immediately blinded the bartender and got yelled at. But Solid. You, yeah, it in, impossible to see anything in there. It it was uh, I I don't remember if the beers were good. All I remember is that you couldn't see anything and that when you tried, you got yelled at. So bad experience all around. I shouldn't use the flashlight. That was a rookie move. Should use the phone, the the natural phone light. Yeah, Turn the natural the phone lighting is far superior in there. But you yeah, know, you just like hissed and just, ah! That's how you learn. Turn that off. As always, a little thing I like to throw our guests before we uh, before we get started in the show here, Mike. Um, and you can say whatever you want. I'm not gonna get insulted if you if you botch it. But uh. I like to ask our guests to uh, describe our show. What is the Dismal Tide about? What are, what are we doing here? Okay, so the Dismal Tide is a podcast about community. It's about two friends who together love sports, but also about how they communicate with the fans that they love so much. But also, it's about the kindness they show people in the sports business. And I think that's why they are such a great podcast group. So that was my wedding speech, pretty much. And I figured I'd recycle it for my my oh, friend Nick, who I basically bullied in high school. But uh, <laughs> but we're still very good friends, at least. And so I thought I would recycle it, sort of, for this. You just say anything is about community, then you say the people. 
people close to them and people not close to them. Sort of like a three paragraph essay. And then you wrap it up with something. A lot and of that's love. Funny. Yep, with a lot of love. And that's how you do the speech. So anyone can copy that format if you have a wedding speech coming up. Thank you. It makes, I feel so special. That's very useful. It's not bad. It's, it's, it's decent. I don't. Uh, it's also a sports gossip podcast. Yeah, that, that too. Slander sports gossip. The uh, the genesis of me asking that question, and I want to be very clear, I never asked Mike about that bit. I just started doing it, um, because we always in the beginning had such a hard time describing what the show was about. So then my original idea was to just ask guests a bunch of questions about their viewing habits and such. That sucked, and it took like a half an hour. And it took a half hour because there was way too much to say. Like it was always just like, well, I'll tell you what I think about that, <laughs> and like we ended up answering the questions ourselves. Every time. That's the thing. You get too good of a question. Yeah, it was, it was, it was such like a, like be a like, scraping you, you the would, surface interview that there's just so much They open. were very open-ended, and you would just be like, what's the most heartbroken you've ever been about sports? And, and someone would go like, well, let me think about it. I'm like, well, I'll tell you what mine was. Uh, Mike, what was the most heartbroken you've ever been about sports? You uh, know what? Oh, wait, there are two mics. That's the first no, time we've done that. Ahead. I've, this I've is the beginning of our podcast. This, I've probably given my yes. answer in a, in a previous show. You so. certainly have. Uh, we're we're going to have another mic on next week as well, it seems. Jesus. Okay, so we got to learn this. You guys do. But, uh, okay, so you want my answer, to be clear. Most heartbroken I've been. Yes. Okay. Uh, we were talking about the Bart Scott game, and that was bad. We were talking about this before the show. Remind me what uh, happened the in the Bart Scott game. game. The Jets just blew the doors off the Pats in 2011. Uh, they they went into Foxborough in the divisional round and just blew them away. Oh, it was in the playoffs, right? Okay, playoffs. Yeah, and that game was fine. Like it was disappointing. Or not eleven, ten, twelve. Because eleven, we lose to the Giants. It's all the same. But a woman vomited next to me uh, during the game. A Jets fan who was sort <laughs> of belligerent the whole game. That's how you vomited do. right next to us. I was there with my mother, and uh, we have season tickets. My family. And we were high up, so she just complained and wrote, like, this sob story about it uh, to try and manipulate the Pats into giving us better tickets. It worked. We have amazing <laughs> tickets now. It just, it totally worked. That's, we went up to the lower bowl, like, two years in. That's fantastic. Do you have season tickets? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but we just, it's cool, but we, we've been selling them this year. I mean, I, I don't have them. I can't afford anything but my parents do <laughs> so you know no, I go. successfully managing to parlay a jets fan puking next to you into like lower level tickets that's the dream season tickets no less yeah that's pretty good that's really not bad so as you can see this line of questioning there are i think six questions uh tends to draw things out of it yeah um, i can see but we're Wait, gonna get well, to the well, proper show now we're gonna get right into the proper show So I wanted to play a nice little video prompt for you both. And I'm going to let the Fox News man just do all the explaining. So okay. you two, if you want me to oh, pause fun. it, you let me know. Uh, beyond that, we're just going to go and go for a little ride. You ready? That would be Harvard versus Yale this weekend. The second half was delayed because of a student climate protest. They simply invaded the field and stopped the game. Hmm. 
This is a good opportunity to bring in legendary football coach Lou Hulse. Lou, I know you saw what happened there yes. at the big game. First Here's one. your football okay. expert. Immediately recognize the voice of Stuart Varney of, uh, of Fox Business. I was going to call him this limey fuck. I didn't um, care. <laughs> um, I uh, forgot Lou, that joke. I love Lou Holtz um, because he lost his ability to speak like 15 years ago, and he's only been spitting. Just liquid just pours from his mouth, and he, he can't handle it. So... He yeah, I thought Lou Holtz was dead. I'm not joking. I thought he died two years ago. <laughs> I'm so... I didn't think he was still going. I mean, when's the last... Is he still on TV? No, no he, he's in retirement. He lost ESPN like five years ago. He's just too old for it. But, you know, if some kids step out of line, they can have him on Fox News I mean, to talk about respect. How old is he, if you had to guess? 87? I'd go eighty-seven, Mike, and I, I think it's low. Uh, unfortunately, I already, I've, I already looked it up, so I have to recuse myself. How old is he? We both, but, I, but I can tell you how old he is. That would be great. Like, you know. <laughs> uh, eighty-two. He's a very old eighty-two. Well, by prices, right? Neither of us won. That's right. That's uh, fine. The only way, really. All right, back into it. But yeah, so. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, Lou Holtz uh, has. Oh, yeah, his, the national title that he won was in 88, so uh, 31 years ago, which, I mean, like, it's not his fault, but <laughs> but a lot of time has, pa uh, has passed since uh, he accomplished it. By the way, that was his only national title, so college football legend. And you got to claim them whenever, too, back then. I mean, you could just claim one. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. just yeah, just claim that you're the national champion and dare somebody to do something about it. Yeah, so I mean, really, not a good coach. I like that in every like, I, I feel like every college football based like like movie or TV show I've seen, they always have a scene where it's like, this team is clearly the best team in the country, but they didn't get their shot, so we're gonna give them their shot in an unofficial sort of like one off game for the the national championship. And I would just, it never happens. His his college coaching record is pretty good at 249, 132, and 7. His bowl record is 12, 8, and 2. And I don't know how you, I don't know how, when when did they get rid of ties and bowls? <laughs> like, oh, God. So, so, that, so he was coaching quite some time ago. He also coached the, uh, the, the Jets in 1976 to a 3 and 10 record. All right, well, now that we're filled in, let's go back to the little, the little video here. You ready? Game. What's your reaction to it? I thought it was absurd for them to interrupt the game. They came out on the field after the band got done playing. But let's remember this. This was for the Ivy League Championship. And mm. they don't have lights there. By the land the game, and ended they up being four lights. hours, 40 minutes. They almost had to finish it in dark. And here's the amazing thing. Everybody's talking about the sit-in. They should be talking about the great game. Yale's down by 17 in the fourth quarter, and they score two touchdowns in 88 seconds. Uh, Kurt throws two touchdown passes. They the end up winning double starting. overtime. Nobody's talking about it. Everybody's yeah. talking about climate change, and you did absolutely nothing to change the situation with the climate. The trouble <laughs> that's, oh, that's <laughs> nice. That's good. Your one protest didn't move the needle, you little dumb bitch. I got gas this morning. <laughs> you fucking idiots. I love that. Some moves. I really love that so much. And you know what? These guys didn't even solve the problem. On a thing again, because of all the publicity that the climate protest has generated by stopping the game. It's going to happen again, isn't it? It probably will, but the one thing that will help it, uh, prevent it is 40-some students were arrested. I hope they were put in jail. I hope they're fine, because you're right to swing your fist ends where the other guy's nose begins. That's what Harry Truman said. And what gives you the right to come in and disrupt this game when there's 70,000 people that stand looking forward to the game? This is a great game. It's a national game. Harvard versus Yale. Yeah, yeah but wait, wait a second. I think you and I are somewhat similar vintage, okay? Pretty much. Very out of touch they're so out of touch it's gonna get well, real do you want to listen to the it's gonna get really yeah. out of touch in a minute well hold on did he say seventy thousand people Something did like, he yeah because that's not yeah 
Uh, Even on TV. Going back. Also, are they so steeped in tradition that they can't have lights? That's what I was going to say. Like, (laughs) Yale doesn't have lights on their field? Like, I would protest every game, man. That's so funny to me. He's like, you have to play at 8 p.m. Sucks. (laughs) Yeah, uh... Let, let's see here. How much uh, How much money is donated to Yale every year? Oh, so much. I mean, the purse there is... Yale endowment, $29.4 yeah. billion. Dollars. A year? Let's see can't here. can't be a year. Just in general. It says 2018. <laughs> no lights. We've never had lights. We never will have lights. Stop asking. Uh, the, the, uh, the, yeah, the Yale University endowment valued at $25.4 billion as of 2016. The world's second largest university endowment after... Harvard University. Well, let's let these old men finish. It's similar. <laughs> do, do you often feel that you, people like us, we're not really part of this brave yes. new world? I mean, it's, it's moved away from us. Yeah. Do you ever feel that? Uh-huh. Well, I, absolutely. I, you know, I'm older than you. My birthday candles cost more than a cake. I remember <laughs> when they nice. said, oh, boy, we're going to have global deal. warming. I mean, global cooling. Everything's going to freeze up. And then it was global warming. Now it's climate change. I don't see much difference from the time I was 10 years of age. It gets warm in the summer. It gets cold in the winter. And let's remember, the Earth goes around the sun, not in a perfect circle, but in elliptical. So there's going to oh. be times we're going to be warmer. There's going to be colder, depending upon where we go around nobody's convinced me that global warming or everything they're talking oh, about good. is going to make it any better what about uh, china be what better. about india they do nothing yet you want us to get rid of all gas all coal everything else and, and uh, fly by the sunlight i i don't think so what? i'm just one of these skeptics well, like, then again, i don't know he just brought up separately that like yale doesn't have lights so like they had to let the game get in but now he doesn't want to he just what doesn't want to use the sunlight like yeah, yeah. pick pick a, pick, one. pick a side Lou Holtz <laughs> do you like the sun or not you old bitch he learned a lot well is it, he, he um, you like Lou Holtz uh no and, and no I think Lou Holtz is funny because of okay. uh, his voice and okay. the constant spitting yeah I let that one slide before but then it just kind of like hit me back in the brain and it's like Mike you like him like good okay that's fine. Who is the worst person on in sports media that I actually like? In sports media or in sports? I kind of like in Steve sports. It, it's I mean, God, just I mean, any baseball player is probably. The oh, I mean, in sports, we can get into mine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just cancel me with Belichick. <laughs> just pure loyalty pure psycho new englander he is great though bill belichick i would love if he were my dude he's so good he's such an asshole but he treats his players like like normal human beings for the most part i mean he does coldly uh cut them and and whatnot but like as far as the players on his team like like imagine playing for him versus playing for like tom coughlin Tom Coughlin, probably the most insufferable prick in football. It's uh, like it's six oh two. It's like yeah, I'm really sorry. Like it's like it's six oh two. Yeah, I'm thirty. Well, Fuck not, you. Well, not even there was a, what was called Coughlin, Coughlin standard yeah, time, which is that you had to be if yeah. you were if you weren't fifteen minutes early, you, you were, were late. late. Yeah, yeah and like suck my dick, old man. So if it were five forty seven, yeah, in that is still in trouble. And you know he's still well, as you know, if you're what if you're if you're on time, you're late. If you're late, you're fired. At, yeah, that's no such thing as on time. Or, 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 no such thing as early. Or, yeah, or that's the way. That's the one. No such thing as no early. Su- yeah, on time or but late. But the worst person in sports media who I like, I think we can get to after this because it'll, it happened. He did a thing this week that I think we'll talk about with uh, Darren Robell. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what that is. So. Oh. No, there was a. Uh, uh, you should take a second to find the uh, uh, the Ravel thing from this week. I can't. I can't believe I wouldn't have posted that. I can't believe it either. I'm a little uh, astounded. Let me, just kind of wondering what your whole role a, let in Let me this do a is. quick scroll to make sure you didn't just miss it. Blaming Brendan. I'm Blaming arching Brendan. my eyebrows. I mean, the thing he posted is very famous. You'll you'll know what it is. Well, I like this exciting change of pace because usually I'm leading the conversation. Please let me know what this is about, somebody. Uh, I know. I've, I told you I might derail all this. No, just derail fun. away. So, uh, wait, do you? Well, I don't see why you would pull up the JFK assassination footage, but yeah, that. 
Hell Did you yeah. see him post that this week? No. Yeah, the, the Zapruder that film right. sale, like how much money was made off of the, the, the Zapruder film? Oh it was so asinine. No. So he asinine. posts quite a lot. I'm trying to scroll back and find it. Everyone was so mad at this. I, I didn't think twice. I just scrolled by. It's just Ravel being Ravel. Him posting how much it was worth was very funny. It though. made, uh, made uh, the for the win uh, in, uh, in USA Today. I mean, the one thing I always think about with him, and I know he's had just a, a fucking plethora of just the worst tweets of all time. Like, he's probably got a few in the top 10 or 20 worst tweets of all time. But I always think of the Christine Blasey Ford one, where he talks about how much free advertisement Coke... Oh the, my how much God, that Coke got. Yeah, it was so bad. I hated that. Yeah, that one made me very angry. Uh, yeah, there, Rebel's great. He, uh, he... He can make everyone mad. I kind of admire that. I, I don't like that he does it. I, I wish he meant to make person. everybody mad, but I, I just... Oh, really, no, it's not on purpose. No, he's just like, guys, he, these are just numbers. I don't know what to tell he's you. He's the dumbest man in the world. I, I think uh, it was somebody's Ravel parody, it was probably uh, Stefan's was something just like uh, tweeting as Darren Ravel and saying like a new Boeing 730 uh, for nine eleven, saying a, a new Boeing 737 cost $90 million. Never forget. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what he tweeted. I mean, he does stuff like that. He's the guy, man. He's the real life, a uh, uh, million dollar man. Uh, so how do you going back to this Harvard Yale thing? This is going to happen more often. Yeah, yes. it was incredibly effective. Yeah, it they it got the attention. Uh, so what is this? What's the next step in this? Do you think they're just gonna have to? Every stadium is gonna have to hire like three hundred cops, so there can just be a one to one like arrest to arrestee ratio, oh. or just See, gotta let them go through it. That's where it gets fun because will the cops be willing to be part of uh, NFL games after what's happened to them? How Ooh. poorly they've been treated. By who? By these hip-hop style NFL players. Uh, and they're yeah. kneeling. Oh, that's, that's true. true. Or will the NFL players feel comfortable having cops around? <laughs> that would be so fun. <laughs> oh, that would be, a, that would be so good to put that into the next CBA, is that there's no police in the stadiums. You think that's ever been suggested? Nobody trusts them. That would be really good. <laughs> More cats, less cops. No pigs, just kitties. That's right. Everyone had a lot of fun when the cat was on the field. I don't know. It's I think the cat was fun. After, after, after enough cats, like it starts to be not fun anymore. It's just, just, just inconvenient. Uh, all right. We got a few baseball stories. Uh, oh, let's go. First, we have a tweet from... I think it's uh, Ryan Thibodeau and then Sean Foreman responds to him. But basically the, the tone of it is uh, that on the current Hall of Fame base, uh, the current baseball Hall of Fame ballot, there is a just plethora of these writers only voting for Derek Jeter. Very annoying. Very annoying. You get, I think you get five votes. So they're not yeah. even using the other ones. Um, I would separately really enjoy seeing Kurt Schilling on the street and like – in a way that he knows that I'm talking about him. And then when he gets mad, just tell him he's never going get to get into the Hall of Fame, but he deserves to, and then just laugh at him. Um, do you think Kurt Schilling's one of those guys that like just walks around holding his phone up, filming everything, because he's w w waiting for that? Just yes. Constantly under siege. Yeah, he's like, Kurt Schilling is uh, like, uh, like Laura Loomer. Uh, now, where he's just constantly filming because something might happen, and uh, content is the most important thing. You never know. When Kurt Schilling. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Kurt Schilling was just arguing with someone on Facebook. I saw on Twitter, just some random person who, I don't know, kept arguing or kept shitting on Kurt Schilling. Uh, yeah, he's very much online, as you guys know. Does he still so, do his, yeah, uh, he, Twitch stream? Uh, I don't think he's on Twitch. He still has that YouTube or whatever Breitbart thing. I'm pretty positive. He's still playing Hearthstone. I, he's probably still playing Hearthstone, but maybe not competitively anymore. But uh, it, let, let me break it to you. He will make the Hall of Fame. I think this uh, is his last year, isn't it? 
No, he's on gear seven or eight. You get ten. I think you get ten, and he might not make it because he his last year will be Bonds and Clemens nine. I think maybe Bonds and Clemens ten. So he, he might not make it on the ballot, but the writers or the former players that committee will put him in. Yeah, they have it like broken I, up. There's just no way, though, right? They also have like, yeah, and so. They also have like voting I mean, blocks and like waves. Like every three years, they get to vote for some like old time player, like before the forties, and then like they'll have yep. like a new modern player. I, they're just gonna have to make a, another subcategory for just steroids players. I'm gonna wait until Schilling's I, dead to vote him in. That would be the best way. <laughs> That's that fair, rock, fairest I mean. to everyone. Like, listen, yeah, I, the I know way too much about the Hall of Fame, man. I know. Oh yeah, so it's uh, they're going back and forth between modern day and like maybe 70s 60s 80s so he'll have plenty of time to get in on those and he probably should i probably would vote for him because i don't care (laughs) i just okay deserves to be in in the hall of fame i know it in the bottom of my heart i don't want to see him happy i'll tell you what he deserves i figured this out about an hour ago i was gonna post it i forgot (laughs) <laughs> is what I want is uh, I want him and Derek Jeter to go in together just to punish Jeter, just oh, over boy, the whole that. thing. Yeah, because I uh, fuck Derek Jeter, man. I don't care. He's not good with the Marlins. Give him, give him the day with Schilling. Have them have to hang out. Ideally, Jeter and does cool something... for Schilling, which would be annoying. But I know that from from when you're part of an ownership group. It's basically impossible um, because the rules are uh, just rewritten for whatever your whims are. But if Jeter could do something uh, heinous enough to get himself banned from baseball while owner of the Marlins, I think that would be very good. And he seems to be like someone who'd be willing to do that. Like, um, uh, it probably, uh, I don't know, what's what could uh, Derek Jeter do? How, how could he hurt a player the most? Kill their wife to get them out of Miami. Uh, or just, like, fuck their wife. <laughs> yeah, I mean... You wanna fuck Jeets tonight? Just, Derek Jeter uh, ordered a hit on somebody's children oh. to get to get them off the team. Yeah, that's the real reason they traded uh, Real Muto to the Phillies. Derek Jeter's <laughs> gonna have him fucking murdered. There's nothing he can do worse than Loria or whoever as an owner. So he would have yeah, to true. literally murder a guy. Yeah, he's always my go-to for shitty owners. It's just like he did nothing but negative things to the Marlins and still made like a billion dollars off of it. Is he the one who went on Survivor? No, Someone... that was, a, that was uh, David Sampson. A, uh, he was a lower-tier executive. Yeah. More akin to uh, the So Glad We Signed Osuna guy. He was like an assistant GM oh, or something God. like that. God. You know, um, Fired that pretty, pretty quickly. And it was also funny how he got kicked off Survivor. As soon as they found out he worked for the Marlins, they're like, "Yeah, we gotta get this guy the fuck off. He already has money." Yeah, I think he just told them. Yeah, he, he was just like, "I do remember his season a bit, but I mostly just remember his because he just." I think the first thing they did is say, "Like, we need somebody on each team to step up as a leader in the first episode," which is like <laughs> not what you want to do in Survivor. You do not want to stand up right at the beginning of this. We vote every three days game and say, "I'm a leader." Yeah. Um. So he stepped up and. Like, sometime after the first game. I was played. recognized by my classmates at Harvard Business School as being a leader. <laughs> yeah, like... it was always just like, I'm always leading in the office. I was like, I'm a leader everywhere. So he then just, like, confided in his team. He's like, guys, listen, like, I feel like I like what I do for my day job. Like, I'm, like, the general mar- manager, the assistant general manager of the Marlins. And they're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I know you. Like, yeah, you're fucking gone, man. Get the fuck out of here. That seems like a job that wouldn't have a lot of time for you to be without a cell phone. Uh, I think well, I mean, the Marlins just... One, I think he probably was done, but the Marlins aren't making any moves, to be honest. That's true. They're, they're, it's, well, only out, it's only outgoing. It's just... Yeah. It's not like they are trying to build any, anything. Now, um, I wonder... Yes, Michael. Son of a... Oh, no, no. Oh, I was going to say, uh, I've, I've never looked in any of the financials f- for the Mets, but I wonder if, like, if the Wilpons are somehow the 
like the one ownership group losing money, and I wouldn't be surprised. You just find a way to make a team in Queens lose money. Both. Uh, that would rock. That they they donated money to Bill De Blasio, the full twenty seven hundred dollars, uh, legally allowed the day before he dropped out of the presidential race. <laughs> <laughs> Come it's, on, it's the funniest fucking thing, dude. It's so good. That's so fucking funny. Can you really donate to writing, writing someone a check for twenty seven hundred dollars and they give up immediately? It's just and all the campaign funds you just get to keep. Like if you don't spend it, it's just your money. So they just like gave this guy a personal check for twenty seven hundred dollars. <laughs> it's like they're rich enough they couldn't have made one phone call. It's like, <laughs> hey, is he gonna hang around in this thing? Because we're interested. No, he just, just, went, just went to a steakhouse. Just like the way I buy shit off of Amazon, I just buy it. Like I couldn't find the uh, the dongle for my iPhone, so I just bought two more for like eight bucks, and then I found the dongle the next day. That's how they write their political checks. They're just like, ah, fuck, this is useless now. I got three. Whoa, Big Brandon, life of excess. I got three dongles. You want a dongle? These dongles. You want a dongle? Everyone yelled at Chrissy Teigen when she said that her mom just throws AirPods in the garbage all yeah, the time. That's insane to me. That's pretty wild move. I but, actually, uh, I threw mine in the garbage the other day, but I picked them back out. I like. <laughs> I picked up all my garbage from lunch at work, and then just it was all in the same hand, and I just threw it all in the trash. I really like that Chrissy Teigen thing because she was just like, "Yeah, my mom said that it would be better if they had wires." It's like, oh god. So get her some of those for one eighth the cost. Tell you what, though, you run through those wire ones. They only last like yeah. three to six months at most, and then eventually one ear cuts out. Yes, or you lose use of the buttons. Yeah. I've got both, but, uh, oh yeah, the Hall of Fame, I wanna, that Mr. Tibbs guy, circle way back, I've been arguing in his mentions for, like, seven years, (laughs) uh, with, there's this one guy, there's this one person on, uh, his account who has a bunch of anime avatars, who just has never Bonds, never Clemens, in his bio, and he makes like five accounts because he keeps getting blocked by Mr. Tibbs for just being a huge asshole. And I, I've had this rivalry with this guy for like five years. <laughs> I finally, I finally looked him up. Sort of, I looked for his new, more permanent account, and I found it because he still has Never Bonds, Never Clemens in there. Easy to match and him he's, up. He's still got. He's still got the anime stuff, but he's a huge Bernie guy. He's like a politically all right. left. His all of his politics are great. <laughs> yeah, he's like got Jeremy Corbyn retweets in there. It's it's so, kind of perplexing. I, you just want to hate this guy. Like, oh god damn it! I mean, I've I've made fun of this guy whenever talking about the Hall of Fame for like three years, however long, however long Bonds has been on, and the Mister Tibbs guy has been doing it. Yeah, he's looking, just sort of cool. I'm I'm looking at this Hall of Fame ballot, and I gotta say, I'm a little first like J.J. Putz is on the Hall of Fame ballot. Brian Roberts is on the Hall of Fame. Brad Penny, I don't even know who Carlos Pena was like a completely fine uh, two ten forty home run hitter. Like a Hall of Fame, I guess you just put him on the ballot because who cares? But like. Yeah, you gotta go, I think, seven years, and then after that, I don't know if you just get on automatically. I don't, I don't think you do. Can Josh Beckett get in for the 2007 playoffs alone? I, I've literally argued for that because they put in that Tigers pitcher a couple of years ago, who I don't remember because I wasn't alive. But he just had, like, Jack Morris or whatever. He just had, like, a lot of good playoff performances. It was another Veterans Committee thing. That's That was so, my, uh, my argument. Like, why for, not? If, if the Mets had won in 2015, Daniel Murphy could have gotten in on the back of that. Is Daniel Murphy the bad one we don't like, or is that, uh, is that someone else? Daniel Murphy was uh, the one when... I, I, I don't Which even one's know. the homophobe? Uh yeah no, he uh, he he is he's the uh uh yeah that uh, he wasn't raised in a way that allows for this homosexual lifestyle he dis- disagrees with uh w- with it hey respectful disagreement that's fine <laughs> well he has contributed to the fantasy team for quite a while although I did have to cut him in keeper so I finally took a stance I guess 
it's i i do love that especially like in the sort of fantasy leagues that i play and like it you know you just watch uh somebody like patrick kane just fall like five or six spots past where he should because everyone oh yeah you were mentioning that earlier (laughs) because we're in the same league league. I bid on an MLS All-Star jersey from when it was in Red Bull Arena in 2011, and I lost. I, I, uh, I wasn't paying that close attention to it because of what it is. I feel like Brendan's going to just cut all this, but what's the worst jersey you've bid on or purchased? Uh, I don't own that many jerseys, so that's not... I don't, I don't know. This... Uh, although this first result here is uh, it's sponsored, someone's really trying to get rid of the Steven Jackson uh, uh, jersey from. Uh, what, this. Yeah, I wish they'd put the year on there, It'd make it much easier. Well, that's clearly 2006. No, I don't know. So, oh, pretty good. <laughs> Though, um, I have a. Uh, but you successfully talked me out of getting a Des Bryant jersey a couple of years ago. You're welcome. Yeah, probably for the best. <laughs> You're welcome. It was. It ended up being his last season in in, in football. You're just so mad. These these Pro Bowl ver- uh, jerseys are very affordable. Yeah, because twenty bucks for cause... Devin Hester, two thousand eight oh. Chicago Bears. Oh, long. that's pretty good. Twenty bucks. Brett Favre, twenty bucks. Two thousand eight. I got my PK Subban for 30 from that site. Uh, former guest Keepa recommended me some. Those look pretty good. Right? Yeah, it th- looks great. It was a terrible decision to get a Subban Devils jersey. <laughs> looking no, back on it. It's a collector's item. Yeah, that will not be lasting long. I have. Although I don't know if they can move him. Uh, every Arsenal shirt that I have with a uh, a player on the back, they all, uh, it didn't work out for any of them. Well, Got did it. you come into Arsenal before or after 2006? Uh, in 2006. Oh, okay, so you... And that was the good year. I'm not embarrassing myself, am I? Uh, that was a good year. Uh, that was the, They went to the Champions League final in, in 2006. Um, what was the perfect year? Uh, 0304 was they were on oh, okay. and I I uh didn't know anything about soccer until like I, I think I decided that I I remembered watching the 2002 World Cup final and as uh as someone who's lived my entire life where I decided that I need some like esoteric interest when I was 18 I was just like I'm gonna get it into soccer now and um and stayed home from school. Uh, the day Arsenal was playing Real Madrid in uh, the the last sixteen of the Champions League, and it was the the one nil where uh, Thierry Henry scored away at the Bernabeu, and and that got me hooked on it. Um, and then I bought a Cesc Fabregas jersey, and then he went on strike to leave for Barcelona, and I got a Thomas from Pretty Hollander. Cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> Pretty cool. And then I cool. and you know what? And and he's still I would I'd take him back in a heartbeat. Maybe not now because he's. Uh, old, but um, uh, but when he was leaving Barcelona, uh, he he would he asked to come back, and it was just like, well, we would, except we got Mesut Ozil, and look how that's going. Yeah, uh, that's going well. 
uh, I got Thomas Vermalen and his career. He just got, uh, in, he was one of Arsenal's many captains that uh, didn't play. Um, so he would just go up there and like uh, sweatpants and lift trophies when they would win. Uh, and I got a Kieran Gibbs, uh, who just wasn't very good. But, um, but one time he, uh, in the 2013 Champions League final, when he had a clearance off the line, and a large man came up behind me and hugged me from behind at the bar and told me that he loves me because I was wearing the Kieran Gibbs shirt. That's kind of a classic move for me to do, actually, at bars, <laughs> soccer bars. I've, I've done exactly that as the large man. Uh, Bear hug somebody. Though, yeah, no, I mean, the Liverpool, whenever I saw them, I don't just, you know. You soccer bars are fun. They're definitely, yeah, uh, I'm a plastic, though. I mean, I don't pretend to be too much more than I am. Like, I have a Chelsea jersey from when I was a kid. Like, it's a child's large. Uh, I have, Christ, I have Brighton stuff. Uh, the Foxes, Leicester, when they won, I liked them. <laughs> just because they were winning. Uh, but I, I like Liverpool. I've always liked Liverpool, and uh, I love Klopp and Salah. So, Klopp's the uh, best. Been, I've been insanely Klopp jealous since the day he got hired. Once he got hired, I was back in full force for Liverpool, and uh, it's been fun. A bunch of my friends are Liverpool fans, so wait, wait, you know, wait. up in Boston, it's mostly Liverpool scene. That's when you asked uh, if if Liverpool could be included in the Boston Slam. When the Celtics went yeah. out of playoffs, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I Liverpool. Said, I said of, yes. Actually, I think that's still in my header is the picture that terrible cursed picture of all the Boston mascots, and I edited in the little Liverpool bird. <laughs> I, I also have Dave and Dan from Game of Thrones in there, but that's a <laughs> layer of irony that's like so far. That's there's so many jokes in that image, like. Deep my, from having to follow me for a while. It it was a it Much. was a Photoshop, but my favorite thing like that was um the weekend where the, like the the Bengals lost a particularly like horrific uh playoff game and David Bowie died and somebody photoshopped like a Twitter account where it just said it was just their name was Bengals and Bowie and it just said can't wait for the weekend. <laughs> It's like the old Trill Ballins bit where he would have all the championship teams. Yeah, just whatever they currently are this year, just do that. Like I, I, I love when you get like a uh from the nineties you have all of the Cowboys, Yankees, Notre Dame fans. Um Yeah, the worst people in the world. <laughs> besides Boston fans, but that's me. Well, that's what, actually that that's something to bring up is the uh, is the Cowboys Patriots this weekend when I was yeah over that and just and and I realized when yelling about it that I'm just like oh I'm screaming about how the least sympathetic team in the NFL lost to the second least sympathetic team in the NFL because of a refereeing decision you could or really uh, it's a it's a coin flip <laughs> yeah I might reverse that <laughs> yeah I think I hate right. the Patriots way more than the Cowboys well only yeah because of recent success or actually sustained success for the last twenty years. Uh, the, the Patriots are I less. Think they simple. said seventeen ten win seasons in a row. That's not bad. Yeah, since O two. O two was our failure when we went nine and seven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funny story about that Pats game and the trip. Uh, I watched. I mean, I watched the whole game. I didn't register the tripping thing at all. Uh, that's that's how brain poisoned I am as a Pats fan. So I was watching that game, and I just saw that there was a penalty, and I was like, it was the right call. <laughs> and I went back to arguing with my sister about something, and I didn't know until I logged on Twitter and saw someone else's post about it first. And uh, I, I shouted downstairs to my family, I'm like, did you see the tripping call that we missed? They were like, no. None of us Everybody's saw going it. The biggest not event of the not game. important. <laughs> not important. The biggest event of the game. Just no one, no one cared. We were like, oh yeah, they shouldn't have made that third down. So no. it was correct. I um, always, I whenever the Cowboys are in these positions, I've I've only ever expected the worst because 
there's there's no reason to to hope for anything good <laughs> um but and the, so there's there's zero guarantees that if that it, 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 without that tripping call they they almost certainly still lose so when when it went to oh, re- yeah. so when it went to review is when i like the tripping call was i was mad about and then it went then the catch went uh, well you get the, the excitement catch, about the, the catch, catch and then they clearly... immediately cut to showing how it clearly wasn't one yeah. and that set me off like that <laughs> like, i was, was willing so to let cuz the trip wouldn't have mattered if you caught the ball <laughs> So that so I was I was okay until yeah, until they went to that. Slack, I'm like, just like, like fuck this, like, fuck the NFL. Well, no, I, I they just I, stopped the game for three minutes. Yeah, I messaged, messaged Brendan and I said Dak's gonna do it, and then and then the first like what ninety seconds later, you said no catch. Yeah, there. Oh, I, oh, it was eight minutes. A full eight minutes had passed. Where I said Dak's gonna do it. That's no catch, and then I said fuck football, and then. <laughs> Oh god damn it! I mean, that that sports is canceled reaction is very real. I've had that a lot, <laughs> uh, especially with football. In between '04 and '14, the dark years of Patriots football, a lot of times I thought, you know, it just might not be worth it. Uh, my team is really good. The 49ers fucking ran the Packers rough shot. Rough shot. Rough, yeah, rough they're shod. It's. <laughs> It's, I was talking to one of my coworkers today about it. It's hard to say how good the Niners actually are. Because, like, it doesn't seem that they're, like, a 15-1 and team. But they're 10-1 and right now. Not yeah. Hard to say. Lamar's thrown for five touchdowns. The Niners play the Ravens five, next week. Five touchdowns and 169 yards passing. How many rushing yards? How's that for efficiency? He has, uh... 95 I yards. Know, he has 106. Oh, yeah. I'll fake carries. <laughs> Um, it's it's tough, but yeah, you're not the Niners actually would beat the Patriots probably just because that defensive line would kill them. Yeah, I would. Just, it's the perfect way to beat the Pats in every Super Bowl. So I'm hoping like yeah, like the Niners. I uh, not the Niners. Jesus, the Packers win or something. Actually, are the Packers even? Yeah, they're eight and three. Yeah, yeah, okay, they're fine. I love the Niners because I love to root for the Bosa family. I think they're all good people. They're all good. Yeah, it's fine. They're all. Uh, to, to their, I buy a Bosa jersey? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it, it's it I would only, only buy jerseys. It would only be funny like around like me or the people that we talk to online. Everyone else would be like, "Yeah, he's fucking sick, dude." Like it would, yeah, no, no, exactly. one would no one would say anything about it. It's not no like wearing an Aaron Hernandez though. jersey. Just like explaining irony to people I work with. No, no, no. See, I spent this hundred dollars as a joke because actually this guy's a, a Trump supporter, even though he said that you know for his own good he's never going to talk about it again. The joke of like showing up in a Bosa jersey and criticizing Belichick for his letter, <laughs> just being that unaware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brady's a piece of shit with that MAGA hat. <laughs> Just you're in a huge Bosa jersey. <laughs> I would never. I like. I can't imagine what classless organization. <laughs> <laughs> oh, segue. Uh, speaking of classless organization, nice. The Red Sox. The New York Yankees. <laughs> the New York Clubs. Yankees. Red Sox too are not paying. Jacoby Ellsbury for his final year of service. He's going to have to sue for his remaining $26 million on his contract. Yeah. Uh, uh, which is new ground in contracts in baseball um, because people have, uh, I believe, had to forego the remaining money in their contracts, but always for, like, injury or, like, domestic violence stuff, but never just because, like, he went to a doctor and didn't tell the team immediately within two weeks. Um and now he has to sue to recoup that money. And uh, just generally speaking, uh, fuck that. Um. Wait. So. So basically, they have on 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 some like breach of contract. Yes. Effectively. Yeah, that's think. what they're trying to get him on. Uh. That. It, I mean, I get why they're looking to get out of paying him because he's uh not especially useful. He's at, not been at, very good the at, last three years at this point. Um, Everybody knew that was an arbitrage uh, contract when they signed it, though. They signed him for seven years, $25 million a year. I mean, when, when he was with the Red Sox, though, he was sensational. What are you signing a, a speed guy at, like, 29 years old to a seven-year contract? 
Fair. I got you there. Yeah, they did. It's one of those. One time. It's wild. The stealing home is the most exciting thing in sports. It is cool. Uh, that that contract was one of those Yankees Red Sox just Yankees messing with the Red Sox almost contracts, but yeah, it was not gonna work out. I I, yeah, I, 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 I hate them. I mean, I don't even think it's financially smart. I would assume players would be unhappy, but players have no more power anymore with free agency in baseball. It's just being completely eroded. Uh, on that. Uh, I read an article from uh, Craig Calcaterra this week, who I bring up on the show pretty regularly. He's a decent baseball writer. Um, that that said that uh, Rob Manfred is giving up absolutely no economic concessions for labor peace. Uh, I obviously, as we learned from the Democrats, uh, immediately giving away a piece of your argument, uh, your the thing you're fighting for before you even fight, is not a good idea. So that might be a bit of that. Him just not giving an inch. Death panels a year before. Yeah, um, but. I don't like. There's, there's going to be a baseball strike. There might be a football yeah, I strike think so. as well. Uh, I think baseball for sure. Football. I saw good news was reported. Or again, I don't know if it's good, but yeah, football. I guess they're optimistic. Baseball. I thought there was something optimistic, but I doubt it. Yeah, I, to be well, honest, they have to redo the qualifying offer. Is shit. Um, it's a real bad system, uh, and they realize that you can only win with a bunch of young, cheap players. Uh, yeah. So these guys never end up getting paid until they're bad, and then when they're bad, they're albatrosses, and they get screwed like Jacoby Ellsbury, or at least they're starting to. So, like, they definitely have to figure something out. When's the CBA up? I think they got another Next year. I think... Yeah, this... We're ML- good We're good this year, 2021. I, I think MLS's CBA is up uh, in the spring. So there, uh, that's interesting. We might can can we get to a point where there's no sports? <laughs> the NHL CBA right. expires after the twenty one twenty two season, so the other sports might be back by then. Ah, damn. Uh, I just don't want to lose basketball. Yeah, uh, baseball. I'd really like a strike in baseball because then they could start taking big swings at actual problems, like one hundred and sixty two games. Well, the last that's time, fucking stupid. The last uh. Uh, the Knicks went to the finals in a strike-shortened season, so I support it. Loading. Yeah, that's uh, it. It almost that's... it almost worked out great. I should dish on inside stuff about the Knicks organization. <laughs> My friend works there now, uh... but there's not really much. You know, he hasn't been forced to see. When he took the job, I told him he'd have to see the band JD and the Straight Shot, which. I know it's a favorite of yours. I love but, uh, a straight shot. Everybody does, though. I know, and I, I want to go. I actually, I told him that if JD, if Dolan makes him do a concert and go, I want to be the plus one and see the band. I'll take the train <laughs> up. I'll, I would be so excited. I'm not doing anything right now. Like, <laughs> but it hasn't happened, and I... I hope it happens before, while he's still at that job. Just going. I could sing better. Find a church. I definitely better find a church. Going to a JD and the Straight Shot show, just getting catastrophically drunk and uh, getting kicked out, but for not not even for heckling Dolan, just something else. Have you ever? Would you wear your? Have you ever hung around like team employees before? Oh no, no, I don't know who's ever worked for anybody. Okay, I I have, and I've gotten very drunk around them, and they take it personally when you start to say the team is awful, the organization is trash. Uh, I called Jeremy Jacobs like a robber baron or something, the Bruins owner. Uh, they, They start to take that personally very quickly into the 11 a.m. Patriots Day game. I was very blackout drunk at, but... uh, (laughs) Uh, yeah. underst- understandable to an extent. It's just like I don't know. Like, I gotta get out of bed for this every day. Just like you're certainly entitled to your opinion, <laughs> but, <laughs> but just like don't, I, I still gotta go in there. Like I know these these people work hard. I know them. Yeah, apparently it was a bad uh, move, and I had to say I was sorry for that. I guess, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
another nice little pivot here because we're about to wind down the show. Um, I I was watching, uh, what is it? Wake up. Good morning football. And apparently, which I declared to be the worst show on television. That's not on MLB network. Yeah. I kind of agree. It's bad. Um, is this the one before premier league? uh, No, no, no. This is the NFL um, football. Yeah. it's, It's the NFL networks morning show. Okay. Okay. From like seven to ten or whatever. Um. So they had apparently the Mason Rudolph's backup in Pittsburgh. His nickname is Duck. So they nope. had the the four hosts had duck calls on the desk, and they all just started like blowing the duck call. And the duck call thing is like probably about four or five inches long. It's like it, it kind of looks like the mouth the mouthpiece of a hookah. Yeah, I've seen Duck Dynasty. I have not. Um, so all the, the four, the three of the four hosts were blowing into it like normal duck calls. And then Nate Burleson does this real weak ass duck call. And they're like, wait, are you inhaling that? Are you, are you breathing in? He's like, why, why would that be your muscle memory, Nate? Explain this on live television. He just clearly like this look of shame. He's a private citizen. Yeah. He can do what he wants. Those morning shows, man, all of them just need to be put down. I end up turning on Get Up more often than I'd like. You have no idea how much I watch Get Up. Which one's I, every morning? It's, every morning, it's, I it's, hate it. It's ESPN's uh, uh, morning show. Oh, okay. that, like, but basically, Greenberg. so you don't have to just watch the same Sports Center over and over again. They have Mike Greenberg, uh, and I, I do not like Mike Greenberg at all. There's just nothing there. He's just got. I, I don't understand what his appeal is he's not it's first ray romano energy yeah he just he just seems like a like a scold like it's like he's just trying to correct people all the time uh and it's i find it very tedious he's got no jokes i still resent him for the fact that his like uh rise to prominence at espn was just from sitting there and getting called gay by mike golick for 15 years (laughs) and then he got mad pretty much and them breaking up was very funny to me. But but just watching like Mike Greenberg uh just play uh just try to play devil's advocate to any player giving uh, any ex player giving the correct opinion and being very deferential to Dan Orlovsky's stupid ass opinion drives me completely insane. Everything Dan Orlo- he's such an asshole. <laughs> I hate him so much. Uh, but then, uh, but but then, uh, uh, first take comes on, and now we're talking. I I like Stephen A. He's an absolute monster, and just but for what he is, fantastic. I saw on Screamer. on on Twitter today, Connor Golden accused Max Kellerman of faking his voice, and I love that conspiracy theory. Oh, I buy that though. <laughs> I totally buy that. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I think. Where's Max Kellerman even from? What's the accent supposed uh, to be? I I think he's from New Jersey. Now, you guys don't sound like Max Kellerman. North Jersey. North Jersey's got a bit of New York in it. Uh, South Jersey has got a bit of Philly in it. Uh, North North Jersey and South Jersey as separate states is really a thing to New Jersey residents. Uh, oh, no. Max Kellerman, Bronx, New York. Okay, I mean, I, I was gonna say I the Bronx. I stand by so maybe it's not fake. Um. Well, no, I think it's fake. Boys, that's a uh, that's about an hour. As the uh, I don't know. I was gonna say as the crow flies. That doesn't make any sense. Tony Reale's from New Jersey. Maybe he's from Staten Island. Did you conflate those two? Because I would never do something like that. No. Can I make a comment, Brendan? Oh, absolutely. You even you didn't back. ask. You didn't ask me to describe the show. Oh, your favorite I tradition. I was so excited uh, to prick, start the show. I, Mike. I please. came on so hot that I cut through all that. Yeah, you got right to the height. Because usually, like, the first few minutes with the guest, I'm, like, searching for what to say. But this just happens. I, I just went too fast. All right. So, as you know, and I'll, I'll put this at the beginning. Tony Reale was born in Staten Island, but he grew up in Marlboro. Mike, we're on a different thing now. What are you doing over here? I will say Tony Reale's cool. I like his Catholic thing. Tony every is good. I like him. every year when he does the Ash thing. That's like the best, most electric day of television. That's right. The Ash Wednesday stuff. Catholic representation. Um, yeah. Young old hours. All right. So, and we're gonna we're gonna do the uh, the thing after I close the show out. 
and then I'll just put it in the beginning mic. Okay. Um, uh, all right, and that's it. We're going to end it. We're, we're calling it after an hour. Uh, the protesters are here. We got no more time. Uh, tell everybody who everybody is one more time. Uh, Mike Johnson to my left. I am at Megaclang on Twitter, uh, but if you listen to this, you probably know that already. I don't really know how many new people we're pulling in. We got, we're, what you, I'm trying to do is... pull in a couple. Might pull in a couple, but what, I, what I'm focused on now is, is, uh, is circling the wagons. I want to have like uh, uh, a a very small but dedicated and very uh, defensive group of people. We uh, yeah, that, that's smart. I want a hundred followers. That's what I want. I, I want. Follow me on Twitter. I'm trying to get a, a this is a, a a Diego Simeone sort of podcast where um, we're very intense all the time and we just con- we're constantly talking about our balls and about commitment and about work. See now I can. That that all jived with me. I yeah. really like so that. that's so. If you want part of that, uh, let us know. We're we're looking. <laughs> we are legion. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're looking to form a phalanx of commit, committed <laughs> podcast listeners. So I'm a mega Kang, mega clang, yeah. Lord. Uh, Brendan is at Brendo Big Bugs. Mike is at Mike Whalen one o eight. Woo woo. Yeah, all right. And those and those are uh, that's all the places on Twitter to follow us. Go go see what we have to say about fantasy hockey and about how it's treating us well in some cases and not in well some. in others. Life is multitudes, you know. All right. See you next week.